Uh, thanks for everyone coming here today and uh, as we continue on. Why don't we kick in here? Uh, why don't we pray? Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word this morning, uh, Lord, that you are the cornerstone, uh, the one to which uh, we are rooted, uh, to which you give us our great rescue, uh, the one who, by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, purchases us and, and, and gives us true victory uh, through your death and resurrection. Lord, bless us today in the forgiveness that you give by this single offering, and, and lead us, O oh Lord, always in the promise that you have liberated us from sin and death. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so based on YouTube, uh, we ended on verse 17. Uh, So today we are going to 18 to 25, 18 to 25 here. And again, a lot of good stuff when it comes to uh, Christ and his uniqueness. We're always talking about that because, um, you know, just like this morning's uh, uh, sermon, about the cornerstone, um, and for those that haven't gone to service yet, you'll hear it, but uh, really that cornerstone that is of Christ in the midst of all wickedness, that in wickedness, in our sin, there is no other cornerstone that could actually be. Does that make sense? Like there's no other replacement or, or, or imitation, right? We can't just get, uh, you can't beat Campbell's soup. I mean, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> Versus, uh, you know, Kroger or Great Value or, or what else? There is um, homemade. No, homemade's good. You can be, you can be Campbell's Soup with homemade. But, uh, but there, there's something about, uh, you know, uh, the original. And there Christ is as the original. Nothing can imitate what he does. And that's what uniqueness is all about. Today in verse 18, if someone could read that for me. Verse 18. All right. So, uh, where there is uh, forgiveness of sins, there is no longer any sacrifice or offering for sin. So, when you are forgiven of your sins, what does that mean? What is the implication of that when Christ is the once and for all sacrifice for you? Nothing more is needed. That's right. Now, we say that, right? But... Do you ever catch yourself? You might not say, I need to do more, but do you ever catch yourself saying words that might indicate that you're doing more or that you need to do more? I mean, we do. We do good works, right? We love and serve our neighbor. This is what we're called to do. We, you know, I I look at Anthony and he's working hard. Jeff working hard, like everyone else working hard. (laughs) But, you know, uh, I I know uh, as, I guess, yeah, I'm a young, yeah, I'm still a young family. Abe's in high school. That's still young. But uh, he's taller than me. (laughs) Oh, I did. Did I say that? All right, Abe, you're not listening to this ever. (laughs) Anyways, uh, but uh, uh, but, you know, uh, (laughs) as we as we work hard in life, you know, uh, this is not to prove anything. Uh, But yet. You know how easy it is in our own, in our own weakness to say, well, I, I do have to prove it. And you might not say that, but you might say words that indicate that. You know? and, and here we see the single offering is Christ, and, and you are forgiven of your sins. That's, that's, the, that's what the original brings. 
right? That's the word that you need. If you stop hearing about the words of Christ, what will happen, Don? I see this, this wire blueprint of all these wires going in A, B, C, if this happens, scenario D happens. I mean, you know what happens when the word is, is cut off. What happens to that whole grid? Grid. And what happens to your words and your view of faith, let's say? Yeah, it turns away from, in our sinful nature, it, it turns away from the cross, whether we know it or not. It's just our natural progression, right? So, and then soon we, we, we rest upon, well, I believe in God. Well, what does that mean? And soon enough, as we go down that progression, it becomes very nebulous. And forgiveness slowly becomes not the center as you become the center. Right? So, we, so we know here, as we look at the Hebrews, this is, this is applied. That's why the gospel, preaching the gospel is very important because, friends, I know you've gone through a long week, and here as we get together in God's word, it's like, that's right. You know, like Luis, you know. Sorry, Luis, if you listen to this. Well, why am I saying sorry? Anyways, why am I looking at the camera? Anyways, but uh, he, he would say, you know, Pastor, Luis, Sorry. Anyways, uh, and this is not even, Luis, this is not even like um, anything. This is all good, by the way. Caveat, right? Anyways, uh, but he, he would say, this is, this is where God works. And I need to hear it every single week. This is where God's work, God works by his word. And, and this is very important when it comes to that word, namely the forgiveness of sins that declare to us, right? Uh, because this is the peace that the cornerstone only gives. Not only any other cornerstone or perceived cornerstone or false cornerstone, but the cornerstone of Christ. And that's why we're here, right? That's why Anthony and Jeff and, and Ashley and Tom, <laughs> you know why I'm pointing you guys out, right? Because you all have young kids. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's why you bring them here every single, every single Sunday. Because when your kids say, well, Dad, Mom, why do I have to go to church? And you're not going to say, oh, because Mom says so, or because Dad says so, or because that's just what we do. Right? You say, because this is where God is giving to us his word, and that is the word of Christ that we need to hear, the living word that gives us life in his name. And that's why we go, right? Um, I know it's, trust me, that getting, to, getting ready in the morning is an adventure, to say the least. But... Um, <laughs> We get them here because this is what's happening, the word of Christ. There is no additional offering, right? If we are offering more, you know, my teacher always say redundancy. Remember in, in grade school when you write those essays? I always tell Abe this, don't be redundant. Just get to the point, right? And when we talk about additional offerings, what is the point of giving additional offerings and sacrifices when the sacrifice of Christ has done it? What's the point? Sorry, I don't know why I'm yelling, but what's, what's, this is very, because this is why the word of Christ is so important as a church too. This is what we stick to as we dwell upon the promise of this gospel, right? And that's why this single offering is so unique, right? So you are forgiven. And the devil is there, trust me, trying to rewire that whole blueprint saying, no, no, scenario A is not right. So now you got to go B, C, D, and E. And there you have to figure it out yourself. No, it's only Christ. And that is your answer. That's why you hear those very words. And that's why the Hebrew writer is pointing them to Christ because they're getting muddled, right? In all these different ways of, 
of offering to God when it's already been finished by the blood of Christ, who is the greatest offering, the only offering. Anyways, uh, verse 19, and so could read that for me. Verse 19. Cliffhanger. Very good. So therefore, brothers, since we have confidence, confidence to enter the holy place. Now, who was to enter the holy place? The the high priest. And they weren't just to dilly-dally there. This was for specific times and places, right? Now he's saying, you, you all, brothers, right? That means those of the faith. You can enter the holy place. I mean, this is what the offering gives. The holy place is that presence with God. Uh, and that access is by what? What's the access? Is it a QR code? No, it's the blood of Christ, right? It's the blood of Christ. How do you know that you are with God? Is it by the sacrifices that you give or by the sacrifice that has been given to you? Yes, the second one, right? And here we see that confidence are you confident? How do you know? That's the question. How, why are you confident that uh, you can enter into the holy place? Is there going to be like a, what are those guys called out of the, uh, of the about, whoa there, Marjorie. We have a new picture. <laughs> Don, 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 TMI, all right, TMI. <laughs> um, you know, there's, a <laughs> there's not a bouncer out there that's saying what? Well, are you allowed in here? Uh, are you old enough? Have you done enough good works? Um, are, 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 are you? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Checking your vaccination card. Yeah, I mean... I mean, honestly, uh, when we talk about access, it's, that's right, you're covered by the blood of Christ. That's right, your baptism, right? That's your confidence, right? Uh, and, and this is the picture of what Christ gives in his sacrifice. See, so when you say, where is God, where should you flee? If you ever get to that point, where is God? Where should you flee? The Word. The Word. And that Word is the? The Bible. The Bible that is the blood of Christ. And that's the Word you need to hear. Because in those times where you ask, where is God in my darkest times? That's right. His blood was shed for me. And that's your faith. Right? And that's the Word you need to hear all the time. Um, so anyways... Um, and what a great uh, combo this is right here, which I didn't mean to have. Uh, but as I was teaching this the other day, uh, number one, what do you think I was teaching here? Anyone? The beginning to our Father Okay. Um, if you've ever watched some of the videos I do, I do the wavy line thing, right? The wavelength. And this is to... Um, as I was telling someone else, you don't just go on the 118 and go Erringer, Sycamore, Tapo, Tapo? Tapo. 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 Cerns. Cerns. Cuner? Keener. 
Yosemite, sorry, sorry. You know, you just don't go on the 118 and go straight towards. You, you take the side roads to Cochrane and maybe some LA Avenue and, and some Royal and some Alamo <laughs> and some. Uh, we slow it down and take the side roads and say, what is this all about? I mean, I don't want to just go on the 118 and just sit by. I want to see the city, right? And here, when we talk about the Lord's Prayer, our Father, we actually slow it down, and here we see what it really means, right? And when we talk about our Father, when you say our Father, and we talk about verse 19 about access, what should be going on in your heart and mind when you pray our Father, when it comes to access to God? When you say our You're not saying, if there's a father out there, if I've done good enough, I hope I'm your child and you're my father, we'll see if there's a God out there, right? When you say our father, what does that, when you say those two words in the Lord's Prayer, which I encourage you to say many times a day, at least, just any time, but... It it suggests a relationship, a closeness. And how is that relationship confident or assured or... Belonging. Belonging... Through Christ, through his blood, right? So like on social media, people will always say, well, if there's a God out there, uh, please, uh, please send some prayers our way, you know, and for us. You it's, saw that one. It's not just that one. I know. There's many. <laughs> I, but it's common. It's common, right? If, if, right? You're asking for prayers if there's a God. I'm not really a God person, but you're asking us to pray for your whoever. Yeah, it's like if you don't believe, why are you asking for prayer? Yeah, because right? I'm not sure. Just in case. Just covering the bases, yeah. Well, again, you know, if we say if there's a God, that, that already says the lack of assurance or confidence or any type of assurity uh, of anything, right? But for us, we know there is God, even in the times of suffering. Suffering happens, but yet there's also confidence within the midst of suffering And that is the promise of Christ and his word. This is our access. So our Father who art in heaven, what does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true father and that we are his true children. Again, why do I put this? Because all boldness and confidence, we may ask him as dear children, as their dear father. You're looking at me. Here, do you have this paper? Oh, you do, you do. Oh, here. Um, But this is the picture of, of... our Father. This is the access that we have. And when we say our Father, I, I always say to everyone that I teach the Lord's Prayer to, it's like, I could, I could dwell on these two words for the rest of my life. Like, without even going through the whole Lord's Prayer, I could just stay here the rest of my life meditating upon His grace and saying, wait, me? Me? Really? Are you? Me? That's right. By the grace of God, all by his work. That's your access, his sacrifice for you. And this is the picture of our father. So again, access confidence. You are bold because your work, your faith is in the work of Christ. So not only assured forgiveness, but assured inclusion. One with God. Yeah, you're his child. And again, why do we always preach Christ and Him crucified? Because at the end of the day, your faith is rooted in the eternal, unchanging work that delivers, and that is Christ. If your work, if your faith is 
rooted in your work, in those times of darkness, it's like you're trying to grab onto a vine, which I've never have. But if you grab to a false vine and it, you, know, you grab onto it, but then it falls <laughs> without any type of support, you're like, well, I guess this is the end, right? Uh, <laughs> but this vine is eternal, and that's Christ. And he's with you always. And, and this is the picture of confidence, right? Um, that's all we have. And I, what a great gift this is through the blood of Christ. Anyways, uh, verse 20. Verse 20. That's right. By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. Right. We talk about the new things as well in our sermon this morning. But the old ways, right? The old ways, OT, uh, sacrifices, uh, the, the, the tabernacle. And here we see, again, constantly the new way, and that is Jesus Christ, true sacrifice. And what is it about the new way that the new takes out the old? Why is this so important? Why do we not dwell on the old things? What are the old things? For the Hebrews, it was trusting in these temple sacrifices. These, these, and again, they were ordained by God, right? These were all commanded by God, but this wasn't fulfillment. Fulfillment was in ultimately the new, right? And that is Christ. When we cut this out, when we depart and say, well, old and new, they're two different things. No, this is all connected. But when we do disconnect, and we stay in the old. How, how assured is that? And as we see in the text, the last couple weeks, remember, their sacrifices, as it reads in the, the text, it never takes away their sin. So where is their confidence there? It's like you just have to con- constantly do this, right? When in fact, in the new, it's, it's done. Well, in the old way, God was not approachable except through the high priest. And that curtain, right, as we talk about here in verse 20, right, that curtain. Uh, By the new and living way that he opened for us, the curtain, that is through his, yeah, his sargs, his his flesh. I don't think it's soma. I think it's flesh. I got to look at the Greek. But uh, through his flesh, it could be. I don't, I got to look. But uh, what is it about his flesh, you guys, that gives you confidence? Anyone? It's not, it's not a... I'm not trying to be too uh, complicated here, but what, why the flesh? Why the flesh of Christ? Because he died. So he created the perfect sacrifice, right? Yeah, and it's through the blood, right, uh, of, of man, and, and that is the God-man, Jesus Christ, that by his flesh, right? So was Jesus wearing a costume when he was in this world? Did he not feel the pain on the cross? He did, right? Uh, And there in his body, he shed his blood. Did he not face hunger and thirsting and and every assault of the devil in his ministry? No, he did, right? He felt every single part of it. And there he was. Perfect, right? Without sin, right? right? And this is the curtain. It is the access to be with God by the one who bore our sin, charged, imputed on himself, right? Our sin. 
And there he charges to us by his shedding of blood, his righteousness. And this is the access to God by his flesh. So, so when we talk about the humiliation of Christ, this is the, the length that he went through so that you are his child and that you have the confidence um, that you live life in his name. All right, very good. Um, yes, we all love the new things, don't we? Um, new car, new computer, um, new shoes, uh, new glasses, new contacts, right? Uh, we always like the new thing. And, and again, the newest and most eternally new thing will always be Christ. The best thing for us here um, as he gained access through his liberating work. All right, verse 21. If someone could read that for me, verse 21. All right. I know that was kind of cut off there. But again, um, from Old Testament priest, oh, this is blue, to the true priest, Jesus Christ. Right? The Old Testament priest, there we see the slaughter and the sacrifice. True priest is the slaughter and the sacrifice. See that difference? Uh, the true prophet in the Old Testament, or no, the prophets, sorry, the servants, as we talked about in our parable today, they were always what? They were always messengers of God. Pointing to the word of Christ. And when we talk about true prophet, he is the word, John 1, right? So, so again, you know, when we talk about uh, the new, new things, right, you guys, this indicates or Im- this, is, this serves you a great comfort knowing that in his work as the true high priest, there by his slaughter, there by his word, as a true priest and true prophet, he delivers you uh, the ultimate promise of your forgiveness and your assurance of salvation, Right? And this is what he was, you know, you know I say this a lot, and I, I, I know um, um, I'm known to, um, to be redundant and repeating, but there is a science to that about repeating. <laughs> it's because I, we know our sin, and we know what we're up against. And that day when it comes, when Nancy says to me, hypothetical Nancy says, I don't need to hear Jesus anymore, I got this, then I'm going to give her more Jesus. Hypothetical, Nancy, I said. Hypothetical, which means not real, right? Not real? But, uh, but, but real Nancy knows, no, I need to hear this. Because it's all about Jesus. And we're never going to depart from this word because it's all about Christ. Right? That's what our soul needs to hear. It's not go back. It is rest assured in the new and that newness of life. Romans 6, baptism, is what is in Christ Jesus, all right? So a very good picture here of what that newness of life is in the true high priest. I love that. He is the slaughter, right? He is the sacrifice. Um, verse 22, if so could read that, verse 22. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance 
having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Oh, there's so much stuff in here, Marjorie. <laughs> yes, there is. No, like, you don't even know. I mean, I'm not, you don't even know. That's just a thing. But uh, you know, you know how, 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 he- how much thickness there is here. It's just like a 95-5 meat-to-fat ratio on that steak. <laughs> I mean, on that ground beef. No, I go 80, 80, 20, 85, 15. Too much. Anyways, but the point is, that's not the point. That's definitely not the point. But here we see, let us draw near with a true heart, right? In full assurance of faith. How do you draw near? Right? How do you draw near? What what is it? It says, "With with a true heart. What is a true heart? What is a true heart? Pure. What does it say in John about the truth? It will. That's right. It will set you free, right? So your true heart is in the liberating work of Christ for you, right? Oh, but pastor, you know, if you really saw my heart, a lot of scars of sin and all my transgressions and iniquities, and I'd be like, yeah, it's true, but at the same time. You are covered by his blood that washes away all your sins. And here it says, let us draw near. Without Christ, there is no drawing near. Right? So if, if Anthony is a believer, I'm a non-believer, and I say, you know, Anthony, glad you believe in Jesus, but I believe in God too, so uh, we both can draw near. And your answer tactfully and lovingly in that evangelism situation will be like, well... Let's talk about that, right? Uh, <laughs> what does it mean to draw near? How do you know? And our how do you know is that full assurance in the blood of Christ. It says, let us draw near with a true heart. In what kind of assurance? In a full assurance. What does full assurance mean? Does that mean 99% sure? Complete. No, no doubt. No not even a little, little loophole that you have to... No, this is com- full assurance is what Christ gives to you in his, in his word and in his promise of this gospel. And there it says, this full assurance of faith, what does faith trust in? The new. The faith trusts in the work of Christ. This is how you have the full assurance and a true heart in the faith. That is where everything is rooted. Faith is a gift, Remember? given to us by our Lord through the grace of God, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. But here it says, what is of this, of who our being is, Acts 17, 28, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience. Oh boy, that conscience, isn't it real? Is it real for you? The conscience? Do you know your conscience? (laughs) That's right. Uh, But what is an evil conscience? What is an evil conscience? What do you think? Doubt, okay. Um, rejection, all right. Evil conscience. Um, no remorse. Yes, blind, right? Dead. Um, impenitence. Now, an evil conscience, or conversely, a good conscience, is not Glenn saying... Well, you know, Pastor, I'm good. 
I'm like, why do you say that, Glenn? <laughs> because, you know, I give like Bill Gates to all the charities of this world. <laughs> oh, you're like, where's that bank account? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a good person. I've done good. I'm not like the rest of them. Of course not. That, that's still not a good conscience, right? Uh, an evil conscience can only be turned over to good by the blood of Christ, right? And a good conscience says, I am sprinkled clean by the work outside of myself, and that is Jesus, right? Does your conscience still riddle you? Sure. Yes, but where is your answer? Right there. Christ, that's right. See, and how does the devil use that conscience in your life? Anyone? You don't have to be too detailed in front of the YouTube camera, but... Uh, he amplifies it. He makes it seem bigger and bigger and bigger so that you can never be free of it. Oh, so he... He keeps bringing it back, too. That's right. That's right. Decibels on high. Puts that in the amp, the guitar. Puts on the reverb there, and just distortion pedal maybe, and yeah. just Jack. blares it out. That's right. And reminds you what? Reminds you of what, you guys? What is the devil good at you doing for your memo every day, your reminder every day? What does he say? He says, you're not good enough, and you never will be. Try harder. And the evil conscience will say either, okay, I will try harder to save myself, or as... Don would say, no remorse, whatever, right? But for us, as we are dealing with our struggling conscience, as the noise is blaring, there we go to the peace of Christ. That's right, I'm good. By the blood. Hit the mute button. That's right. Keep still. That's right. So, so this is the picture of, again, uh, of what this drawing near is all about. Sprinkled clean, right? Sprinkled Hint, what does sprinkled mean? The blood of Christ, but also it can be seen in your? So when I say baptism is gospel, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by baptism is gospel? What do I mean? God to man is what? Given to us, our salvation given to us in, in Jesus and his Death and resurrection, right? From the fruits of his death and resurrection, we see baptism. Whose work is baptism? God's work. He, right? If it's my work, if, it's, if baptism is my work, what I do for God, is that the gospel? That's right. So baptism is what God has given to us, robing us in his righteousness, giving us life in his name. So when we talk about sprinkled, this is God's work. And that's what, again, that's what I always tell people who are baptized. This, remember, this is God's work. Uh, not, not what you have done, but what he has done for you. And there you are washed clean, and there you are cleansed as you rest upon the promises of God. Right? Um, and you all know this, I know, but yet we all also know our sinful flesh. And this is what we have to hear time and time again. All right, verse 23 I want to get through this paper at least because I, I don't want to go two weeks with the same paper. Anyways, uh, verse 23. So could read that. unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. All right. Um, who do we, how do we hold fast? 
unswervingly. That's right. Um, we gather together to share the word, to listen to the word, um, to um, encourage each other um, by listening to Christ's word every, every week. Because that word is the confession of our hope. You know, why do you think we teach people here? Why do I teach people here? I do that a lot. You know, I teach. I wanted my minor in education, but I never finished it. Sorry, teacher in UC Irvine. I, I just couldn't do the, all the field work. There was so much. And I just couldn't. Anyways, but uh, there's too much. I had to work, too, in, in college. So I was like, I should have finished it, though. Anyways, too much information. Anyways, but the point is, is that why do we teach so much as a church? Lutheran church, LCMS especially, I mean, it should be. Uh, we teach a lot. But why is teaching so important? Yeah, I mean, you know, when we, and someone asked me the other day, what, what's, the, what's the chalice about? Uh, a newer member that's being entered in uh, probably next month when we have new members celebrate. I'm waiting for the rest to kind of get done. But I know it's going to be great. It's so great uh, to see all these people coming to church and being taught. But what, what's the chalice about? I'm like, it shows us uh, the oneness of our confession, that we are gathering together on the same page of what we believe, teach, and confess. That Glenn is not saying baptism is a work, while I'm saying that baptism is God's work. Cheryl's not saying there's many ways to be with God, and, and Anthony's saying, no, there's only one way with God. No, we have one confession, right? One page, one on the same page as we gather together in the confession of our hope, and that is of Christ alone. That's why we teach, right? Um, and, and there, because of Christ alone, which is our hope, who is faithful? What does it say right there? In verse 23, who is faithful? Christ is faithful. Why is our faith in the faithfulness of Christ? Because of his sacrifice and his promise. Yeah. The assured forgiveness through that sacrifice. So, Glenn, can I have faith in you? (laughs) To a certain extent, sure. That's good. (laughs) Glenn's like, why am I sitting up front every single week? Haven't I learned my lesson? Right? You would think, right? Why? I, I should. Doesn't he usually call them people in the back of the class? I guess he doesn't. Anyways, um, uh, sorry, Glenn. But, I mean, you, our faith is in the faithfulness of what he has. That's our confession of hope. Our hope is in his faithfulness, right? So, when we talk about access, when we talk about new, faithfulness in Christ is eternal and it doesn't change because he is the perfect sacrifice as a God in the flesh. And that's why you have the firm foundation through all things, through all suffering, there by his work, by his faithfulness, there we hold fast to the confession of our hope. Right? And this is the word, as Ashley was saying, that's why we gather together. Uh, because we confess, we believe, teach, confess, and, and there we are rooted in, in Christ alone in his very word. All right, speaking of which, Luke 24, I mean Hebrews 10, 24, talking about church. Uh, and 25, we're going to conclude, we're going to finish this. Luke 24 and 25, or Hebrews 10, 24, 25. So I can read that in my mind is going to how we may spur one another on toward love and duty. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. All right. So, exactly, what is yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? 
So let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. So we are to encourage one another. Like, friends, you know, if you see someone that you haven't seen in a while, little key point, please edit your, uh, update your directory today, uh, just in case anything has changed so we know who to call and how to reach you. But if you haven't seen someone in a while, I know Carrie's, she's kind of like, uh, her name says it all, Carrie and Cares. She cares, she's, she does a lot of our care ministry. Sorry, spotlight, I know. But, but uh, you know, if you see someone that is not here for a while, stir them up and say, how are you doing? You know, encourage them. Because you know what it means as a body of believers in the confession of this hope. To encourage one another, to say hello, uh, to say, you know, to, to have you been, give them a phone call, right? Even a letter, paper style with ink, right? Not even an email if you don't want, right? But continue to encourage one another in love and good works as a church we do, as a body of believers. And there, um, again, uh, this is our calling. So in that full access with God and the full assurance, the fruits of it is what? Yeah, as a church, we... We continue to stir each other up in love and good works. And there, um, we do not neglect meeting with one another, as it is a habit of some. Right? Um, why is church so important? Why is gathering together so important? Like, why? Why together? Well, why? aside from all that we are given by God, there's also, by being a unit... With one purpose, we strengthen each other. Sure. And, and support each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, for what? What does it say right there at the end there? Encouraging one another as what? Believers. As believers as the? Day what day are we talking about here? The Lord's coming. Yeah, the, the Lord's return, right? Uh, this is the picture of what is to come. And until that day, we're always encouraged one another, gathering together in his word, um, as some are in the habit of not doing. You know, there's something about that, you guys. This is not a country club, right? Uh, this, is, this is a body of believers that gets together and, and, and hears God's word and receives the sacrament as we prepare on our pilgrimage, right, uh, for his last day uh, to come to us. And this is the picture of the church. This is what we do time and time again. Uh, whether it's uh, in our generation or <laughs> your generation, my generation, and my kids' generation or their generation, this is what the church does uh, as we continue to feed and are nurtured by that word, but also encouraging one another as a body of believers, right? Um, uh, um, in love and good works, uh, this is the call to the body of believers in, in the Holy Christian Church. So remember that this day, you guys, um, about not only the confidence and the assurance, but how even in this life of faith, as it is, as it is a habit of some, it's to kind of go on our own way when, in fact, when that happens, you guys, encourage them because you know how important this confession of hope is. Right? We cannot live without this confession of hope. That's... Do you believe that? Yes. Can we live without the confession of hope in our faithfulness of Christ? Can, can we? So you definitely know, you know, when I hear people tell me 
Hypothetical Glenn hasn't been to church in three years. Sorry, Glenn. At least it's hypothetical now. Um, I didn't say real Glenn, right? But I see, bump into him at the, at the store, and, and I say, Hey, Glenn, how have you been? And, and you say, Well, I've been good, Pastor. Thank you for asking. Everything in life is good. Um, well, it's, you know, hypothetically speaking, you know, it's been a while since, it's been almost a thousand days since I've seen you at church. Oh, you know, pastor, I've been busy, you know, all these, but life is good. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. Life is good. And the question is, is it? Is it good? Deprived? That's right. That's a whole different can of worms. That's not good there. <laughs> But hypothetical, Glenn would not do that. And, and even if it is good, not meaning to bring in Will Smith, but to bring in what, um, oh, why can't I think of his name now? After the whole, Chris in, Rock. not Chris Rock, but after Denzel Washington oh, spoke yeah. to him, the words Denzel said to him, what, I don't know, something like in when you're at this moment of triumph, the devil comes in. Right? So even if Glenn really was doing great, was super rich and doing great, that's when the devil's sneaking in. That's right. Well, I think the, 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 the bottom line is, is what is, what does it mean to be good? And our good is a good conscience. That is a full assurance of Christ's word and his body and bloodshed for us. And that is the word, that, the confession of our hope that we hear constantly. And this is why we gather together and encourage one another by the words of Christ. That's why we continue to be a church and, and, and what a great church this is here, Faith. Um, so if you're out there, please come. You're invited, all of you, online or here. So anyways, uh, we'll stop there uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about this a little more next week. But uh, God's blessings to you this day and, and why don't we close uh, with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for this time together. Lord, bless us in your word knowing that By your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who the Word made flesh, sacrificed his own life for us, O Lord, gaining to us access by his very blood. Bless us in the joy of this gospel. Lead us, O Lord, always in the comfort of your promise, and through all things, through your faithfulness, O Lord. Bless and keep us in the still water and the green pastures of your eternal Word that endures forever. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.